Previously on Almost Heroes. Uh, we left off with the guys waking up in the Dawn Forge, simultaneously rested and exhausted from the day before. Uh, Rangrim, in his uh, endless generosity, decides to cast the ultimate Denny's-inspired Heroes Feast breakfast for the guys to indulge and recharge their physical and emotional batteries. The gang What's moves up, the cart to <laughs> the gang moves the cart to the Dust Forge to complete its final imbuements before returning to the Revive Fists. Once asked at the Dust Forge, and after completing its enhancements, they then invite, uh, to Cosmos' dismay, the Baron to discuss everything they experienced in the last two days, or I think it was maybe three days since they last saw him. Uh, after a lot of back and forth between the gang and uh, the Baron, and also some conversations amongst themselves, uh, they ultimately spend some time to figure out how the Baron might be able to help them, how they might be able to lure Goldbreak the Dragon out of what they think to be Goldbreak. They think, sorry, where they think his horde is within Goldbreak. Uh, they also discuss where they think Goldbreak may be hiding. Uh, the Baron actually lends some insight into whether or not he thinks Goldbreak is truly the root of this, or uh, as Glenn suggested, maybe he himself, Goldbreak the Dragon, is just another puppet. After settling on a very, 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 very loose plan, uh, they set off into the air with their newly empowered cart and start heading their way back towards the Revivists. And that is where we left off. Thank you very much, BK. That brings us to episode 119, Last Resorts. So when we last left our Almost Heroes, the three of you had uh, you know, just left the Dawnforge, uh, leaving uh, your friend Melvin Strongtoe behind, kind of uh, you know giving you a uh, you know a solemn farewell as you uh, you head off north uh, back to rejoin the Revivifists in the northern city of well northern stronghold of Goshir. So you all are flying um, in your newly rebuilt cart. Uh, that is, you know, been fortified and now has the ability to fly day and night. No longer are you uh, limited by time of day when it comes to travel. Um, so uh, where is everyone sitting right now? Uh, you are, I think, at this point, you're getting, uh, you know, you're, you're high up in the sky. Um, you are probably getting to the point where it's starting to get a little bit cold. Um, if I remember right, you all left, um, I think, in the, the evening? If I'm not mistaken, uh, no, you guys took a long rest. So let's just—I think it was maybe the, the early morning when you were leaving. Let's go with that. Um, it, it's it's like uh, you know it's like maybe mid morning at this point. You guys have, uh, have flown for a little while. Um, you know, starting to get a little bit chilly. Where's everyone at in the cart? Uh, Glenn is posted up. I think just on top of the cart, uh, catching a little bit of that morning breeze um right above wherever the heat vents are for the <laughs> the new furnace that's sitting underneath who's so not freezing to death but uh yeah being a little spot while rangram can focus on whatever road he, he has to focus on while he's flying a cart <laughs> it's fair yeah i mean it's it's the 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 trans the the um where you are going is essentially pretty much mostly directly north um, mm -hmm. so, uh, I mean, I think that it's a, it's a relatively straight shot. And then you kind of have the, uh, the town of, 
uh, Winter Haven, uh, which is that kind of strange half snow, half not snow town, uh, where you know is kind of like the last fortified bastion of the Empire, where they've kind of like dug in their heels uh, to kind of stand their ground against the Rufus. Um, so yeah, uh, so you're, you're sitting up there next to the heat vent. Uh, you say you're reading the um, the the book about planar travel. Yes, still still diving into that. Awesome. Yeah, I think you're getting a um, actually roll me roll me an Arcana check with advantage. Sure. I think that's a I think that's fair. Uh, twenty three. Awesome. Um, so I think that at this point you've been you've really been diving into this book. I think the first time you went through it, um, you were kind of just skimming it, trying to get an idea of what this is. Um, and now that you're kind of on your second time through, uh, you're really starting to understand in more depth that you're able to parse which of these incantations, because again, this is like a journal of someone talking and, and discussing and kind of like it's in their own voice and their own journey through understanding planar, like interplanar travel. Um, and so some of the things that they tried did not work. And there are, a, you know, kind of the learnings and, you know, what became of those uh, different experiments. Um, and so parsing which of those are safe incantations to try and which ones are not. And uh, I think you're starting to get a better understanding of um, of this person's writing. And uh, I, I think at this point, you're getting a real, real good understanding of how to not only, um, you know, I think really understanding of like how to recognize uh, like, you know, an interplanar portal. Uh, I think that you're, you have a very, very strong understanding uh, of that at this point. Um, and I, I think that like, you know, there is still more to learn from this book, but um, you're getting to the point now where you are beginning to unlock it's like more inner secrets. Hmm. Okay, cool. Uh, Glenn's going to start like looking out into the night sky and see if he notices like any of the indicators that the book speaks to because if there's some like tether point or connection points between these portals um he's trying to see if he can't spot them in the air because maybe that's how jakar has always ended up where they are or whatever it might be so he's going to be mindful and looking out for more like real life clues to what he's reading about roll me a uh roll me a history check because you touched on something that i'm was interesting history uh 18 perfect um you're looking up into the sky and uh, you're, I, I think that you're, you're looking, you know, I think your initial uh, starting point of what you're looking for is like you stated, you're looking for any evidence of, you know, interplanar travel in the sky. And I think that as you're, as you're looking at it and you're, you're not really, you know, seeing anything directly, but I think that your mind is wandering as you're uh, kind of contemplating this. And you flash back to a time uh, when you were at the Starwood Inn and you were watching uh, a beautiful uh, occurrence that happens here in Sakal, which is the annual Starfall. And um, you remember seeing some like, you know, th these these streaks of multicolored light that were falling from the sky to the ground below. And you recall Rangrim saying and, and, and essentially like communicating to you that they swear that they saw some sort of opening up there when that would that occurrence was happening and i think it just i think it just occurs to you i think it just dawns on you like 
that could easily be an interplanar portal. Hmm. Cool. And scary. <laughs> um, awesome. What are, uh, what are Rangram and Cosmo doing? Where are you on the cart? Um, I think uh, Cosmo's <clears throat> found his new but same usual spot alongside his uh, dwarven friend on the front seat while he is likely uh, steering the girls. You already know. Um, sorry, I kind of lost track. BK said night. Is it day? Is it night? It it's um. I'll, I'll, yeah, let's just say it's mid morning. How however we got here at this point, let's say it's mid morning. Okay. I and think that you guys would have been traveling for uh like half a day. Some at travel this point. time in the middle. Yeah. Because you guys would have already traveled, and, and and you know, I think that even with like a slight somberness, like uh, you would have recognized that like you've already flown over like the crash site, essentially where you you know Bryn is buried. Um, where you fought Chakar, uh, and you are essentially right now basically halfway between that and like where you'll pass over the, uh, you know, into the Frostfire Plains uh, and pass over Winterhaven. You have not gotten there yet. Right on. Okay. And uh, we're flying? You're flying. Yeah. I think you're high up, uh, probably above the cloud level. Right That's on. why it's a little okay. bit chilly. All right. Uh, Hey, Rangrim. Well, uh, what's what do you think that is down there? Uh, what, 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 what? And Rangrim's gonna like look. That that over there. Do I know what that is? do. Do I know what that is down there, or do I know that he's just goofing on me? I I don't know what it is. So I I hope that. What 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 happens? Uh, what happens? Cause are you doing this? Are you doing a goof? Is this a goof? Because we could get a deception check rolling up in here. Uh, I, it's, it's, uh, it's, it. Sure, let's go with the deception. Okay, I would say that Rangram. I, I think that you're gonna have a, a disadvantage on this deception. Or I, I'll say, um, on your perception check here, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a or insight. I'm say let's say uh, insight. I'm gonna give you disadvantage because uh, Cosmo is a very good friend. Natural 20. On the disadvantage? Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. This my soul. <laughs> I didn't hear the disadvantage. <laughs> That's a 19 on disadvantage. Holy nice. cow. All right. Nice. Uh, Cosmo, roll up. I'll, I'll give Shout you, uh, I'll give you advantage. Dice. I'll give you advantage on, that, uh, on the deception roll, Cosmo. Let's see how you can do. Okay. It's probably not that good. Um... Uh, nope. Nat 20? <laughs> Holy cow. <laughs> okay. Okay, so... So who's this, lying? Like, uh, whose line is it anyway at this point? Uh, that's, a, that's a wonderful question. All I know is that, uh, Rangrim, your insight is incredible you know cosmo so so well and so when he says like what is that off the side like you are i i mean you are like absolutely like 
I think he's fucking with me. But then you're like, I don't know. Cosmo doesn't really goof that much. And then I, I, I guess you look. What happens, Cosmo? What is he? What does Rangrim see? Or what happens? Hey, I, I, he would just be looking and, um, and be like, well, what is he? <laughs> and I assume he was just like, well, I just, I kind of wanted to see what you thought you saw. I, th- I think Rangrim's like, well, um, yeah, well, well, that was obviously the that, that was the monument to the great uh, hero Popsicles. Oh, oh, all right, that yeah, that's what I thought. I just wanted to know what you thought. I just you, you yeah, you just want to make sure I knew that you knew the same thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Never forget Popsicles. Now canon in the Almost Heroes story. <laughs> I can spell it for if you'd like. Oh, oh, I mean, please do. How's that spell? Uh, the same way you spell popsicles. Okay. It's just pronounced popsicles. <laughs> popsicles, uh, famous younger brother testicles. <laughs> yes. mm-hmm. uh, famous, uh, famous uh, ice, uh, ice mage. Um, and so that's 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 icicles oh my god okay we um, all right on on that i you know what i i know that uh I, it's hard to move on past that incredible bit of deep deep humor and lore deep building lore. We just deep lore. just done right there however I'm also also looking forward to the next one shot we do, uh, especially like a a one shot based uh, in around like a, a holiday season where one of us has to play either Popsicles, Isocles, or do the whole crew. Or, um, I feel I, bad for I, Testicles. I, 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 happily, we'll play Testicles. <laughs> anyway, Rangrim, um, <laughs> uh, you I mean you look you look up. And I guess Cosmo is still just kind of looking at you. Cosmo, do you feel as though you've goofed him? Do you feel good about that joke? It, it feels all right. It, was, it, it uh, went over a little rougher than I thought, but. It's, it's all right. It's been a long day. Uh, Glenn, you overheard this, this conversation. What does Glenn, how does Glenn feel about this? This really good joke. Uh. Cosmo, you forgot to come up with a punchline before you set up the bit. It was, you're supposed to have him like, you're supposed to like flick his nose or. Oh. Or were you just curious what you were looking at? I was generally just looking to inspire mass confusion. But never mind. No way. That 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 was was perfect. That was absolutely a monument to to Popsicles. Like that one over there is another monument, Cosmo. You see that one? Yeah, I see that one. Deception check. <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. Roll again. Let's do it. Uh, roll a, de- a deception check with advantage for Rangrim, uh, and then an insight check with disadvantage for Cosmo. Got to keep it fair. Deception eighteen. Hmm. Okay. Did you get there, Cosmo? Uh, what, for, your ins- for insight, insight a three. Okay, perfect, perfect. Um, so you, Cosmo, you're like, 
oh yeah, like right even after even after the you know the incredible goof you just you just pulled on Rangram, just really good high quality stuff um your bit you uh you you look over when uh uh Rangram, which direction cardinal direction would you have pointed you're going north right now which direction would you have pointed for if we're north? if we're going north so i imagine i imagine cosmos on my right side so i would have pointed <laughs> east okay perfect um, Cosmo, you look, uh, you look off the edge and you're looking and you don't see, uh, any kind of like recognizable landmark, uh, down below. Um, but you do see, uh, kind of something that is, uh, you see like what looks like a kind of like black mass that is kind of moving up towards you from the, like from the ground. And it seems like it is kind of like expanding as it's getting closer to you, um, and you go, I, I mean, you're, you're looking down and you're like, I, I don't see any landmarks, but you see this like kind of black mass that seems like it's getting closer to you from below. What do you do? I was, oh, I see Rangrim. Rangrim, um, is the landmark supposed to be getting closer? Uh, Are we landing already? Uh, um, sh- sure. It's Rangrim. Rangrim, it's 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 right there. It's getting really close. Evasive maneuvers. Does Rangrim look? Wait, where... He's been goofed by him already one time. Does <laughs> Rangrim look? No, Rangrim does not look. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, Cosmo. Uh, he thought he you, got uh, him. He thought he as, got him. <laughs> as you're warning, as you're warning him, uh, the the entire cart is engulfed in these small flapping black creatures that essentially like envelop the cart and fly past it on all sides. Um, and uh, I, I think you start to like, I think that a couple of them like, just like, it's almost like an eruption of flying creatures that just like explodes from beneath you as if they've been like, you know, ousted from somewhere and you kind of just like are in their way. Um, and I think that as they do, like they're flapping all around you, Glenn, you're like suddenly just startled by all these like flapping creatures. You were probably alerted to it like slightly before just because of your high perception. Um, Brangrim, you probably were like aware of it too, even though you were like actively trying not to listen to Cosmo's warnings. Um, and uh, you guys roll me nature checks, the three of you. Oh, what what the fuck, Cosmo? I tell you, keep a lookout. I literally said, Evasive maneuvers. <laughs> I got 18. The dwarf who cried wolf. Um, nature? Na- nature. Nature. Uh, 12. 19. You said 12, Frangram? Perfect. Yes. Um, Cosmo, Glenn, uh, you recognize these uh, pretty quickly. Um, this looks like a flock of rocks that seems like they've been kind of ousted uh, from some lower place uh, in, you know, uh, you know, down below. Um, and they are kind of flapping around the cart. Uh, and I think that uh, a couple of them like catch sight of the three of you uh, and start to, I think, see you as uh, some uh, some easy pickings for for a meal. I think that most of the flock flies past, but you see a couple of them that like maybe bounced off the cart um, and you see one of them has kind of like a, a bum wing. It seems like it kind of bumped against the cart. Uh, and, but you see two other ones, three total that seem like they've kind of are lagging behind now. 
um, and uh, seem like they've taken an interest in the creatures that they see exposed. Uh, how close are they to us? Um, probably within 10 feet, all of them. Uh, and they're all like kind of stacked? Yeah, uh, kind. well, kind of. They're just like, let's say that, you know, let's say that they're, you know, there's one that's kind of taken an interest in you, uh, Glenn, and the other the other two are kind of flapping around the front part of the cart, uh, keeping pace with the cart as it's flying, kind of flying parallel alongside. Um, and they are, uh, they seem like they're kind of, um, you know, sizing up uh, the creatures that are on there. And these rocks, um, they're they're a little bit larger than you, uh, like maybe in the the kind of medium to large size category. Um, but they're, uh, they're like these big, flying, nasty pterodactyl crow-like creatures. It's gross. Oh dang it, Rang Rim! Uh, and Cosmo's gonna pull out his uh, pull out his weapon and try and try and hit one. Okay. Um, yeah, you guys roll me for uh, roll me into initiative real quick. Let's do a quick, quick little initiative order. Initiative. Yeah. Sixteen. Okay. Nine. Oh. No. Nine. I'm just kidding. Eleven. <laughs> Someone had um, a joke. Sorry. It's low hanging fruit there. <laughs> Let me roll for these, uh, the flock of Brock. It's a bad roll, Brocks. It's very bad. Um, okay. Some flock rock. Flock of they, rocks? They did not rock it. The rocks did not rock that roll. Are you ready to rock? What if we ran and we ran so far away? We just ran. You gotta run on day. light day. But could you get away? Oh my god! Um, really narrow. Really, us. really air. Well, we're not okay. We're not aging ourselves because anyone who played uh, Vice City, uh, Grand Theft Auto Vice City, knows which that song, is still 100%. some amount of aging. Which is a lot of no, aging. That came like out like two thousand five years ago, something like that. <laughs> when was the PlayStation Two? Yeah. <laughs> Oh my what god. What was the PlayStation 2? Oh yeah. What was the PlayStation 20 2? years oh, ago. Yeah. Oh yeah. We, are, we aren't aging ourselves as we reference a game from 2002. No, no, absolutely not. not. Anyway, not we're, we're doing great. Um, Glenn, uh, it's actually going to be uh, it's actually going to be you going first. Uh, but Cosmo, you're ready to go. You're ready to you're ready to battle. Uh, but uh, Glenn, it's going to be your move first. Uh, so Glenn is going to just Pull his nah, screw it. He's gonna pull the rend of the dragon queen out, and I don't even think he's gonna stand up. I think he's gonna stay in his seated position and like lay the book gently in his lap. And if this thing's ten feet from him, he's not even gonna knock an arrow. He's just going to use its command word and let's launch four of the five dragon heads and it's just going to be a cone <laughs> of acid cold fire and lightning damage Glenn's just so bothered trying to read his book he just goes uh and just like come on like <laughs> magic into everything it's a uh 20 foot cone from oh my god nope it is a 15 20 35 foot cone from glenn okay okay um I uh, I love it. 
Dexy um, saves. So I think, yeah, so I think you can get two of them in that cone uh, based on your, uh, based on your, uh, your angle, uh, the angle of your, uh, your stuff there. So um, what I need to do deck saves. Uh, yes. Perfect. Uh, let me roll those. Not a super high deck save, but going for more scary Ooh. and uh, not How worth their time. How about a seven versus... and a three? How about those... a seven and a three do you? Those are not good. Those are bad. <laughs> um, okay, so I'm going to hold off on doing poison. I'll just do, did I say I was going to do three or four? I don't remember. Four of them? I think I'm going to do four. Just... Okay. Yeah, I said four because that gives me that range. Okay. Uh, do you care about the different damage types? Do I have any damage resistance? Is probably a better way to ask that question. Uh, yeah. Let me let me look at this real quick. Sorry, I was uh, I'm doing using the uh, the D and D encounter builder. It's uh, very fun. Ooh, low rolls. <laughs> okay. Low rolls. They also pop up on my D and D beyond when you do that. Did it show you my my fancy dice? Or is it just, no, just, it, dice? it just does up. Oh, the number. It just shows me the roll. Just shows me oh, the number. Poor, poor Bryn's still in here. Okay. Um, <laughs> sorry, what do I, uh, what do you need from me? Uh, uh, any resistances to di different damage types. That's right. Um, yes, they are resistant to uh, lightning, cold, fire, bludgeoning, piercing, slashing, and, non and slashing from non-magical attacks. Oh, shit. Uh, cold, fire, lightning, okay, so those will be halved. Um, Fucking rude. So, four through four is going to be 11, so 13 damage uh, to the two of them. Okay. And it's just this giant, like, explosion of, <laughs> unfortunately, I didn't choose <laughs> one of the ones that it was immune to, but, uh, Acid, cold, fire, and lightning damage is going to like envelop them in this big gout of magic energy. Amazing, yeah. I think that. Um, so, uh, what? Explain what that looks like. You'll give a little so, flavor text here. Yeah, Glenn's kind of sitting there. He like lays his book down exactly how Dan described. He's just kind of trying to focus on something else, and he's going to pull the rend of the Dragon Queen out, and it's it's in his hand. Um, and uh, his command word just for funds is going to be speak. And then you see four of the five dragons' mouths open, and they like kind of chatter a little bit, like it's a, a dog that's excited for a treat. And then they just keep their mouth locked open as it like kind of charges through, and it just explodes all this vibrant light of the different energy types uh, or magic types. Um, I love it. And if possible, I'd like to make a intimidation check because I was trying to make it seem like the cart wasn't worth the squeeze. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, roll if me, they're uh, running roll from me. something. Yeah, roll me intimidation check with disadvantage. That's fair. Just trying to be as colorful as possible. Are you just flapping? Just... Ah, um, not today. Actually, not that bad. Uh, oh, intimidation. Never mind. Uh, fourteen. Okay. Um, let's see. Let's see what we get. Let's let's do a little. Um, hmm. Guess it's a. Let's say it's a wisdom save. I'm gonna say that, uh, let me give me, I should do a couple more rolls here. There we go. Um, one of them, uh, I think uh, Rangram, the one that was kind of like 
creeping on uh actually no because it's gonna be the one that uh i think it was the one closest to you glenn uh just because that that makes the most sense to me um i think that you uh you start to like make yourself look big and you shoot this giant crazy fucking wand bow off at them that like that shoots out a bunch of um you know different different kinds of damage um and i think the one that was kind of like flapping around you i think just like gets a little singed uh even though it, like wasn't you know mortally wounded at all uh and just i think it just decides you know what not worth it and i think it just kind of like uh begins like just kind of slows down and lets the cart pass it by uh and you guys just uh you're only being kind of paralleled by the two now uh one of which that has been damaged one of which has not i'm gonna say that one's flying on rangram's left and one's flying flying on uh, cosmo's right that's better awesome uh that's gonna go to the vrox then um i think that the the two that have been uh, flying alongside uh, are going to uh, try taking a couple bites uh, at Cosmo and at Rangrim. Uh, so let's see what they can do here. Rude. I mean, we'll see whether or not they can even hit them. That's a wonderful... Uh, yeah. Uh, I, game. Can you hit yeah. the dwarfs? Can you hit the dwarfs? Um, I will say that you don't have your shields equipped right now. So what was your ACB, Rangrim? Fair. Uh, without my shield, <clears throat> that's a lot of math. <laughs> Generally, just subtraction, but should be okay. Is it above twenty, or to be like it's, below twenty? It's twenty-one. Okay, so the uh, I, I think it tries to take a couple bites on you, and I think that it literally just bites into your incredibly dense armor, and I think you just see it's like it pull its mouth away and you see a couple pieces of teeth fall out um, as it's trying Aww. to, uh, as it's trying to uh, get some purchase on you. Um, and then it's gonna, ooh, that actually hits. Um, and then it kind of comes in for a, uh, a swipe attack with its talents um, and is able to get purchased with a 23, uh, able to get purchased between uh, between a couple of your, uh, a couple of your shoulder blades. I think it actually like gets you on the side of the face uh, or like between your neck pieces or whatever. Um, between some of the uh, the armor flaps, uh, it's able to get its claws in there. Um, let's see how much damage that does. Uh, so 16 damage as it essentially, you know, gets a couple claws in there. Uh, and, uh, you know, not a, not a fun time. Not a super good time for you, but uh, definitely not mm. a uh, mortal wound with 16. Um, let's go for the second one and see what kind of, whether or not it can uh, get any purchase on Cosmo. Cosmo, what's your AC at? 22. 22, Okay. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, uh, so he tries to go on a bite, uh, a bite attack on you, and has a similar situation uh, where you know kind of is not able to get through that incredible armor that you now has been upgraded, um, and it's going to go in for uh, watching that the other rock kind of got had success with the talons is going to try to do that, but um, with your new plus three armor, it is not able to get through by any means. Uh, the highest mm -hmm. it rolls a thirteen, um, and I think it just scrapes off of you, uh, not even scratching the armor. It just is like it, you know. It's just it cannot get through that new uh, that new gold armor that you're rocking. Um, but this thing, uh, you can see that they are uh, not leaving you alone, um, and you can see some sort of like uh, you 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 feel like they're building up some sort of alternative attack that uh, is is more you know is not a a, a bite or a, a talon attack because uh, doesn't seem like it's working for them. 
seems like they're 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 working their way up to something. Um, that's going to bring us to rank. So <clears throat> the so the 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 rock are they like huge like rock or are they like smaller? They're a little smaller. They're a little smaller. I would say that they're between like a they're like a medium large. Uh, they're not. They don't seem like they're fully formed rocks. Like I would say that like maybe maybe six feet. Like they're big, but they're okay. not like massive. Um, and this one just was uh, tagging me in the side of the head. Um, yep, it just you got a little. Uh, you got the one cut of blood on the side of your cheek. Or gotcha. I'm going to attempt while holding the cart. I want to reach out and just the one that just attacked me. I want to try to just grab it around the neck. Okay, there's probably like a little like place you can like set the reins down where it like it like locks into place so that they won't go. Or you can just hold them with one arm and then I guess grab I'm, with the I'm other like, arm. That's what Rangroom would do, hold a little one arm as it scratches him, just like, nope, and just try to just grab it I, by the back I of love it. Um, give me a uh, give me an animal handling check with uh, with advantage. Let's just see. That's I'm gonna that's me my only uh roll my heavy do for that. How's a 19 do you? Sorry, animal handling. 24. Oh yeah, perfect. Uh the girls don't even flinch as you essentially like grab these range and just lean over. And I think, I mean, it literally is within five feet of you. So you're able to just like, how do you grab this thing? It's more of like a shit, 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 like right by the back of the head, like while it's flying. Okay. Like you might, it's trying to bite like, at you like, and it can't get you. Yeah. Where you might grab a snake that's trying to bite at you. <laughs> you know I, mean? I love it. I love it. Um, yeah. What are you doing? Um, I'm imagining it's still squawking, trying to bite at me. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. There, I mean, these things are, like I said, these kind of nasty crow creatures with these, these massive tow, like, uh, you know, just kind of, uh, you know, teeth filled mouths and these kind of like, uh, sharp beaks. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's literally, you grab it up by the back of the neck and it is just like trying to bite around at your arm. Uh, let me check one thing real quick. I don't even think I had to grab it to do this, but it's more fun this way. <laughs> Are you looking up your new mitts? I'm looking up a spell. Yeah, I wouldn't even have to do that. But now that I'm grabbing it around like on the neck, I'm just going to cast harm on it. I love it. I love it. Uh, yeah, roll me. Uh, do I need to roll a save or is it just straight damage? It has to make a con save. Okay. Um, rocks do have uh, advantage on, on spell saving throws against uh, saving throws against spells and other magical effects. So, ooh, is this a save or suck spell or is it half damage? Uh, it's half damage. It's still gonna suck. Eighteen is its, is its uh, highest. It rolled a 18, one on the first one. Eighteen meets. Okay, so. In this situation, I think it goes to the rock. Like, I, as much as I kind of want it to go the other way, I think it does go to the rock because it's the one that the spell's being cast. But wait, if they're no, because they're doing the save, so they're making the save. They're rolling against something, so it would go to the rock in a tie. I'll allow it either way. Okay, what's? I mean, I think this is like I think this is an incredible attack. Um, so uh, what's the what's the damage here? Even if it's half, it's off. It's fourteen d six. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Is this your new with your new gauntlet too that like allows you yep. to cast harm? Yep. Amazing. 
Amazing. 14d6. 14. It's four. It's 14d6. That's what I was like. I don't care. <laughs> Let it save. I don't care. Oh, all those polyhedrals. You love to hear it. Uh, 12. 12, 16, 21, 22. That was six. Twelve. Twenty. Twenty-two. What was the first one? I say twenty-one, so that's forty. Forty-three. And I get two more. Forty-three plus nine. Fifty-two damage. Fifty-two damage halved, so uh twenty-seven. 27 damage 26 damage um awesome uh yeah i mean you you grab this thing and i just like i think your harm spell goes off and i picture because harm is necrotic right Mm -hmm. it is uh necrotic damage yes i think that you're new because you have like kind of this like one like kind of holy looking glove and one a gauntlet and one that is like black and i think that this is the black one and you reach out and like black energy just surges out of you and like just envelops the bra- the rock and i think that like wounds just open up all over this rock's neck and i think just blood starts seeping out of it and like flying backwards uh through the air like droplets of blood as you like essentially just open up these these like just suddenly spontaneously open up wounds on this this rock's neck i think it just starts to squawk and like kind of falls back a little bit um and then tries to like is flapping hard to like catch up that's nasty i mean rayrim's giving it the finger as it like tries to move away from that <laughs> I think it like is like coming back and like trying to like tries to bite your finger, but it's not able to like flat fast enough to get to you in time. Uh, but it's uh, it's it doesn't seem like it's fully deterred yet. But um, you've I mean it's that spell so this point. busted. I thought I had to be. I thought that was touch, was the range. It's not. It's okay. busted. It's a cool. It's now a very good spell. That. It's a very very good spell. Um, okay, uh, that's gonna bring us. Uh, is that the end of your turn, Ranger? Uh, yeah, because I would be like grabbing it, putting harm on it, and just trying to hold the cart steady. I love it. Cosmo, uh, Cosmo. Will you fucking kill one of these things, Timmy? <clears throat> uh, my turn? Yes, it is. All right. Um, chat, 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 chat. I'm just trying to hype up your weapon. I know you are. I know, but I was trying, you know, he's always a punchy kill him, boy. Kill him was... how you want. Kill him how you want. Oh man, we're gonna like, uh, we're gonna like take this thing's head off. Like, what do you want to do? Like, what's the, uh, what's the, like, the motion of attack here, man? I just, you know, I'm a little bit, I'm not gonna lie. I'm a little bloodthirsty. I've been a little bit, uh, a little bit unused as of late. We fought that big dragon. That was cool. But like, you know, I t- you know, I don't want to say it, but got a bit of a bloodlust. We might have to go uh, kill some townsfolk or something if we don't get something soon. Uh, well, that's definitely not on the menu, but fine. All right, all right, fine. Eh, but is it? It's. But is it, it? Is, it isn't. <laughs> but but listen, but like, but like, bro, listen, I hear you. But like, isn't it? Well, let's focus on the what's in front of us, shall we? And then we'll figure that all right, out. Later. All right. All, all right, right, all right, come on, all right, so come that on. That was then. six seconds. So is it back to Glenn's turn? Or- <laughs> <laughs> 
No, actually, that was all in uh, that was all in double time. So it's uh, it happened really, really fast. For everyone else, it just sounded like um, you, you turned up the speed to like two times. Two yeah, times. All right, all right. Well, well, then let's get it, and uh, I guess we're gonna attack. I think that's yeah, it's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see how it pays off. Should pay off really well. It's uh, first attack is pretty much all of it. Um, um let's see. How's a 34? <laughs> I think that's gonna do that. Yeah, I think that's gonna hit, strangely enough. Um, with their AC of 15. Okay. And then the second one's a 19. Okay. Yeah, they so, both hit. Okay. Um. Oh yeah, tight. So. Oh my gosh. Why do I? I do so much damage now with that belt. Okay. So. Okay. Belt of bad things. Let's see. So twenty-two plus. Uh, 16. Uh, so, oh my god. 48. 7? Wait, no. 48. Uh, 48, yeah. 38. <laughs> my god, math, guys. 38. 38. Do 38. I do 38. 30, 38, we did I do, it. I do, I do, I do the 38. I see you. 38 damage. Okay. Um, awesome. You're attacking the Brock that was next to you. Yes. Uh, you do 38 damage on it. I think you just pull Chet out a keep uh like illuminates with this electrical energy and uh you just like smash this brock in the side and i think it like you hear it's a couple of its ribs crunch underneath uh as it kind of like falls away a little bit and then kind of fl like flies back to you um what's your second attack that was both of them that's both of them okay so i think this thing kind of falls back similar to the one that rangram attacked um and then kind of is flapping back uh this is the one that has kind of the bum wing to start with so it um seems like it hurt itself on the on the cart um but uh it is i mean it's it's bloodied but it's uh, it's still following you i think it now has a pretty uh pretty good sized uh you know flat spot <laughs> in its side where its ribs are kind of slightly caved in um yeah that's going to uh bring us back to the top of the order glenn uh, you have two pretty damaged rocks that are uh, kind of lagging a little bit, but they seem like they're doing their best to try to catch back up and uh, get uh, a second attack on your uh, your cart boys. Um, and again, they seem like they're building up to some sort of stronger attack. Uh, you guys got this one, or do you want me to take care of it? I'm uh, kind of like get a good part of this book. I don't want to put it down if I can <laughs> prevent that. Whatever you want. Well, that sounded passive aggressive. All right. And Clint's going to like tuck the book away securely in his pocket. And uh, how far off the cart are these guys from us? Uh, I think that they're, I think they're maybe like five feet off the edge of the cart, uh, but they're probably like 10 feet away from Cosmo and Rangram now. So okay. like they're just. Because they like floated back towards me, right? Yeah. Back towards the basically. side of the cart. And you're, abo you're above them. You're, you're essentially above them because you're standing on the cart. Cool. Um, Glenn is going to pick up one of the, like the long chains from inside the cart that's like anchored to a wall, and he is going to bind it around his arm. And he's going to hold on to it really fucking tight, and he is going to just grab Chandrail and he's going to launch himself at one of them and just going to land on his thing's back. Oh my god, dude! I I love it so much. Roll me uh, in, sleigh ride. Roll me a uh, roll me an acrobatics check. 
happily. Happily. Uh, 20. Thank uh, that's, God for rogue features, because that was almost not good. It's absolutely plenty. Um, are you jumping on the one to your right or to your left? In your Cosmo or Rangram? I'll go Rangram's side because he's driving. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Uh, you, Check the driver. You jump off onto the back of this thing, um, the one that has, like, you see wounds just opened, like, just big gashes that are opened up in his neck from where Rangram cast harm. Um, and you're getting, like, flecks of blood that are splattering across your boots as you land on this thing's back. Uh, what do you do? Uh, you should have followed your friend's lead, and I'm just going to take like, a huge arcing slash. And like as he like kind of holds it up back to the side of his head, you see just a a spark of that like thunderous energy, and he's going to just slice the back of its neck with a blooming blade. Uh, I love it. Roll that attack. Uh, doobie doobie doo. How you would have advantage uh, on this, by the way, because of the fact that you're on its back. Great. Gives me sneak attack if this hits. Uh, yeah, that hit. 29 to hit? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let me go ahead and assume that one hits. Uh, so because this is Chandrell and she's been all juiced, I'm use the extra sharp D10 effect. And I rolled a 10 yeah, on that. That's sharp that's as dope. hell. That's sharp as, that's sharp as shit. That's sharp as Chandrell. Uh, 18 plus... Because I got advantage, it's going to be sneak attack plus booming blade. Hold on. <laughs> Let me get some dice. We leveled up, so seven. Dear Lord. All right, 18 plus all those dice sounds. 18, 19, 29, 33, 37. 37 plus 12 is 59. <laughs> plus 2d8. Plus another 8, so 67. And if it moves in its next turn, it takes another 2d8. So 67 damage to the back of this thing's head. I mean, it's going to be moving, but it's going to be in a very down oh, southern a southern trajectory um, as you, uh, you slice this thing in the back of the neck. And I don't know if you meant to cut straight through, but because of the wounds that Rangram had already done in the back of this thing's created in the back of this thing's neck, I think that you like realize that there might have been a little bit more damage than you expected. And you with you cut with Chandrell and you cleave this thing's head straight off. And yeah. it, it just like as soon as that happens, I mean it just like you see the body flap one more time and then it just kind of like tumbles forward and you just see it start to spiral in a downward trajectory uh, towards the earth below and your ride that you were just riding on is uh, gone so uh, you kind of like how long is the chain how far do you fall so I was picturing there like the average rope size in D&D is like always 50 feet so I just picture it was like a 50 foot length okay. of chain okay you uh, you go swinging and uh, I think with um which is the way that like you jumped off the side and you kind of landed on it and now you're kind of going. So you're kind of swinging in like a circular fashion underneath the cart and you're actually coming up towards uh, the other one. Um, roll me another acrobatic check. I'm going to say this one with disadvantage. That's fair. I think right after he cuts its head off, he's proud of itself, uh, proud of himself. He looks to Rangram. He's like, call me the guillotine. And then he just falls. <laughs> Uh, that, was that was kind of cool. <laughs> call I mean, me the guillotine. Yeah, call me the guillotine. Oh, shit. 
Uh, again, a 20. Dirty 20, okay. but... Okay. Also, for what it's um, worth, the lowest I can roll in acrobatics is 20. <laughs> okay. Um, I'll give you the option. Uh, you can either uh, grab... You're going to you're gonna go into like a... a the, the, at the pinnacle of your arc, you can either uh, grab onto the cart or you could grab onto the leg of the other Vrock that's flying underneath. Uh, like you, that's on the other side of the cart. You've essentially swung up underneath. You can grab either the underside of the cart or the try to grab the leg of the Vrock. Uh, Glenn's gonna again protect the driver. He's gonna go back to the cart. Um, okay, uh, you're hanging yeah. onto the essentially onto the wheel. Uh, you're able to grab onto the wheel underneath uh, as you are uh, as you swing and you reach the pinnacle. Um, you're still holding onto the chain, uh, but you have one hand that is now held onto uh, the wheel underneath to steady yourself. Genevieve, pull me up. <laughs> From the from the top part of the cart, you hear that. Um, For you, hockey man. I love it. Uh, that's going to bring us uh, to the final Vrock, uh, who is over there next to Cosmo. Um, Cosmo, you see this Vrock take like you see it. It has a you know busted ribs, but you see it like take a big, huge inhale as it catches back up with you, and it just releases a incredibly loud screech. Um, I need for uh, all of you to make me a constitution saving throws. Right row. Ah, shit, I'm not within five feet of... <laughs> or is it ten feet? What is it? You're muted. Five feet? Oh, I get a plus four because I'm next it's, to it's Cosmo, ten, It's ten feet. You're Am probably I within, within ten, ten feet? feet? Yeah, oh, you're within yeah. ten feet. Oh, I'm rolling advantage. Definitely don't have that. Uh... 17. Ooh. I got a plus. Is it a D4, Cosmo? Is it a it's plus just, four? It's plus just four. four. Just four? That's yep. a 23. 17. 30, 20. Um, the 17 uh, does not make it. I didn't um, think it would. It's not good. Uh, <laughs> it's not this good. is really, going to be really fun. Um, I don't really know how this is going to work. Um, but is it fear? We're, we're gonna figure it out. Uh, if you fail your saving throw, uh, so stunning screech. Uh, oh, it's now a five, by the way, Cosmo. You are no, stunned until the end of the Vrock's next turn. Now let's look what stun happens. What happens with stun? Do you just freeze up, or do you become? Does he let go of that chain and just plummet? I'm incapacitated. Can't move and can't speak. The creature automatically fails strength and saving throws and attack rolls mm. against this creature at advantage. I think that, I think that, I think you have to fall, right? Depends uh, how well I bound that chain to my arm. That That's a great question. How, um, uh, how I was, did you I was going, it? I was going Kratos. doing one of these, like. Yeah, I went, I went Kratos, like in hand and then down the forearm and then looping back. So like at least the part that's in my hand okay. was attached to my forearm, but okay, I'm also asleep now, so. <laughs> I'm gonna say you're, yeah. So I'm gonna say that, uh, I mean, you're restrained. So like it's, you, you're, I think you're, I think a stun, to me a stun is more you're frozen. Like I, that's that's kind of the way I, I guess it's, that's the way I take it more, but I, I don't, that, that's the way I look at it. So, I'm gonna say this. Um, I'm gonna give you 50-50 to see whether you let it go or whether or not you. Uh, so uh, I'm Either gonna say way, odds... your shoulder is gonna hurt tomorrow. Oh yeah. Oh, All right, yeah. Glenn. This is a very important role. Odds or evens. <clears throat> um. Uh, tune in next week to watch BK spin up another character. 
odds. I rolled a one. Oh uh, yeah. You uh your arm is locked asleep. into place as you see <laughs> Rangrim, you hear the screech, you hear the screech go off and you're able to um essentially like withstand the uh the stunning effects of it. And then you just like hear a, a chain release and rattle as you see Glenn just swing out again on the other side of the cart <laughs> as he releases his uh, other his other kind of um fulcrum point and you see him just kind of swing out and you see him just like kind of looking frozen just like mm-hmm. hanging there dangling uh like this as he swings out from the other side of the cart um so things are going really really well for Glenn um but the good news is that that's the uh that's the end of the rock's turn and in his, in his little dreams he goes call me guillotine <laughs> uh, tune in next week when uh, when Glenn gets uh, cards with the name Guillotine. Oh, I should have called it the Glenatine. Oh, there you go. Um, Rangrip, it's your turn. Uh, the Vrock is uh, flying next to Cosmo, having just released this uh, horrifying shriek sound. Uh, what do you want to do? Um, and is Glenn so just like penduluming like Newton's cradle <laughs> yeah. like below the car just absolutely yeah and I think at some point he'll is his pendulum well I, I think at this point yeah he's just you, you just see him like swinging out and then swinging back the other I'm, way I'm starting, I'm starting to spin a bunch because yeah. the air slams yeah. can be like <laughs> you might hear him bump against the bottom of the cart from time to time whenever he swings back and hits the hits the wheel um but he, he seems like he's uh not coming off that chain's not coming off his arm seems like it's securely fastened for the time being um he looks good though. Is the chain fastened to anywhere like within my immediate vicinity? It's fastened like, from where to... he jumped off. Was it to the top or the bottom? It was. It was fastened. So I pulled one of the chains that like was inside the cart because we had created these like portholes, right? So we have like yeah. easy access in and out. So it was a chain that's basically like secured to the underside of one of the top of the cart's portholes. So like the fastening point the is going to be it's coming out the top and then around and under. Yeah. So it's it's going off the left-hand side of the cart but it's anchored essentially to the inside but it's coming through the top of the cart. All right. Uh uh Cosmo, you're going to handle this for a second and he's just going to hand the reins to Cosmo. <laughs> I hate when you do that. And so hop much. to the cart and just start <laughs> he trying to heave Glenn away. No you don't. You're fucking dying on me like this. This is stupid. This is a stupid way to die. You'd be pissed if I let you die this way. Um, roll me a uh, roll me an athletics check. Come, come at the I'm rolling fucking heat right now. That's a 19 athletics plus three twenty two. Boy, there you go. Uh, you are. I, I think that you are able to without without any issue. Uh, you are able to just like heave this uh this this chain up. Um, and essentially uh, pull Glenn up to you, pulling him over the edge of the cart. Um, and you can see that his arm is like turning just purple with how tight it is uh, tied up in these chains. Um, are you uh, are you trying to get him out of the chains? Or you just kind of pulled him up over the edge of the cart now. I think I would pull him up. And as we said, there were those like holes that he had one attached to, like realizing that he would be slightly incapacitated. And then I Stunned, just let Cosmo... Say with the reins, I'd like pull him up, but oh shit, you know, like pull the thing off him and probably just like dump him head first into that <laughs> hole. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, you take you take four damage, Glenn, as you hit your, you bump your head on the uh, awesome. cart, inside the cart. Um, I, I love, love it. that. 
Uh, Ranger, but, you still but then are... I land on a, a Melvin uh, squishy pillow. Of course, yeah, a, a Melvin squishmallow. I mean, there's um, how many of those squishmallows are there? Like, I, I bounce you... off the furnace, take the four damage, and land on Melvin. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Um, so I guess the, I'm going to count that as your um, as your movement. I'm not going to I'm not going to take your uh, if you want to if you want to do anything else, uh, Rangram, go for it. Um, I'd say that was probably like a lot. I would have like hopped back, pulled him up, that's, thrown him in the hole, fair. and then hopped back to like, Cosmo, did you fuck it up? <laughs> nope, nope. Give me that. And I would pull the reins from him. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm not going to make a Cosmo roll for um, for animal handling because it was such a short period of time. He's basically just holding on to them. Uh, Cosmo, uh, you, uh, you've had the reins uh, jerked back out of your hands after uh, Rangrim went and saved uh, saved your friend. Uh, it's uh, it's your turn. Uh, the frock is bloodied uh, next to you, having just screeched. Um, what do you do? Don't. He's like, oh, you're going to yell in my face? I'm going to yell in your face. And he's like, ah! And then he's going to hit it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, roll, uh, roll your attack. Also roll an intimidation check. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> an intimidation check. Oh, that's good. Let's see. Intimidating. We're intimidating. So it's a. It's a fifteen. I, I don't know. Uh, I don't think it's. I don't think oh. it's incredibly intimidated. Uh, you see it like its eyes go wide for a second, but then it. Uh, it seems like it's got bloodlust. Uh, roll that attack. Sure. I was like, it's pretty subpar. Uh, that's a 29 to hit. And a 24. Ah, it was both hit. Terrific. That's uh, 24 and 20. So 44 damage. Okay. Um... You, uh, yeah, how does this thing die? I think, uh, Cosmo screams in its face, and he just, like, you know, does, like, a bang, boom, and just, like, on the backswing, just hits this thing with the spike end of his, uh, war pick, and, uh, it just falls dead cold straight towards the ground. I think that uh, I think you catch it uh, on the first hit. I think you catch it with the flat side, um, and it, like it, you hit its head sideways, um, and it kind of like it turns back towards you and just like screeches. And then you come in again with the spike, and you see it go in through one eye and literally come out the other. And just like you see, basically eyeballs, brain matter, all that stuff just kind of goes shooting out the side of its head as all the it, good uh, stuff as it just kind of like slurps off the edge of your uh, your war pick and just like, I think it hangs there for a second, like flapping in the wind and then just kind of like the weight of it just pulls itself off and it just falls to the world, to the earth below. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, uh, you uh, you have you have uh, officially uh, defeated your uh, your random Vrock encounter, um, Vrock encounters of the, uh, of the third kind. Um, but uh, I think that, you know, aside from this excitement that you you have this like you know short period of time here, Glenn, I think you come you come to at some point you pull yourself up onto uh, back up onto the top of the cart. Um, you guys, but... I had the craziest dream. I dreamt that we were just randomly attacked by rocks, and then I killed one of them, 
I scared one away. I don't know what happened to the third one, but I just like woke up snuggling with Melvin. So it must have been a dream, right? Oh, Glenn, we're in the air. You never get attacked by rocks. Those are on the ground. Yeah. No, you're right. But I, I thought of a really cool nickname that you guys might be able to start calling me like uh, after we kill some stuff. It's uh, the Glenatine. Uh, it just came to me in a dream. I thought maybe, you know, stew on it for a little bit. Maybe maybe it could be something we but, yeah, we'll, use in the future. Yeah, we'll, we'll try it on once. And if it doesn't seem like it fits, then, you know. I mean, because I'm already like we're the head smasher, like. You know. Right, but you're like making the heads go in. I'm, I'm like taking the heads off. Like I can like glinatine them over to you, and you could, uh, you know, or, then yeah. smash them. Right. We'll, we'll figure that out. Um, gotta yeah. check the trademarks. Yeah, gotta check them. <laughs> I have a headache though. I think I hit my head on something. I'm gonna go read. Um, He's got a big let me know comical bump coming off of his head. Uh, you might want to rest that arm there, big guy. Holy shit! Why is it purple? Uh, it's because you did such a great job as the, the, the uh, uh, glis, gl- glycerine. I feel like you intentionally tried to get that wrong. I don't have a very good memory. <laughs> um, the the three. The three of you, the, the three of you, uh, on that on that wonderful note, the three of you uh, continue to fly through the day. Um, you eventually pass over the the town of Winterhaven, um, where you can kind of see. You know, there is. I don't think there's much has changed between uh, you know, between the time that you flew south uh, to uh, kind of look for Goldbreak, uh, you know, the dragon Goldbreak, um, and now that you're flying back, and essentially uh, you are, uh, you know, I, I think that you fly through the rest of the day and night, uh, taking turns on sleeping and uh just you know i i I think that it's something that like you know you're you you all are on a mission to you know get back to uh goshir and to re kind of reunite with the river fists and um i think that um you know i think you continue to fly uh, as things get colder and uh, you see the ground beneath you turn from kind of like from ash to like green um, and then just to stark white tundra as you fly uh, past Winterhaven um, and just begin to fly over the Frostfire Plains. Down below you, it's actually like a nice day. Like it's it's not like there's no, um, you know, there's no snowfall. There's nothing like that. It's a, it's a solid day um, where you can just, you can clearly see like the explosions of the fire geysers down below in the Frostfire Plains. And even like you can see these kind of like remnants of some of the previous battles as you begin to get a little bit closer to uh, the you know towering cliffs of Goshir. Um, and then you know as you as you continue to fly ahead, um, you begin to see the uh, kind of like semi-translucent uh, magical globe that is upon the the cliffs ahead. Um, and you can see the massive army that is assembled at the bottom of those cliffs. And you know that you are, you know, you will be arriving. You, you, I mean, you essentially have reached and are arriving at very soon uh, the the town of, of Goshir in the far north of the Sakalian continent. Um, the, you know, the fortress for the rebel faction known as the Rubifis. The three of you are, um, I mean, just... I think you're you're not coming in hot necessarily, but how do you want to approach this as you're kind of coming in uh, towards 
Goshir, uh, I mean, you previously know that you can pass through the kind of like magical heat haze bubble that surrounds it because you've flown straight through that before. Um, are you just looking to land directly back on top in Goshir? Are you trying to, you know, take another approach? What do you want to do? I have no I think we just fly in. I think we're coming in hot. Okay, awesome. Uh, roll me that uh, animal handling check with advantage. Uh, as we like start our descent, I'm like, guys, guys, put on your your members only jackets. They won't know we're we're revivists if we don't. There. Oh, all right. And he just like the rain. <laughs> it's like a rainbow pearlescent. It's like a it's like a white rainbow pearlescent like silk members only jacket. If I'm if I'm remembering right, with like the um, I think did you make a change to it or does it have? They uh, all the, have like giant emblems. They got on cool the patches. That's on them. right. That's right. We're that's the, what we're the cool I, guy patches. Yeah, that's right. I remember. We don't want to fit in with all these dork asses. Uh, Rangram, what was Wait, that? Wait, did did we bury Bryn with his? Uh, I wore it and then I used it to get through the fire. It was either. Yeah. It was either. Yeah, no, that was it. Yep. It was either save it and take damage or um, let the leather burn. It's a lost. It's burn. a lost artifact at this point. It'll come back in uh, in season two, I'm sure. What it's am I bringing? The big bad. What is it? What am I bringing back? <laughs> uh, in Bryn's, Bryn's burnt duster. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, I'll make a note of that. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, actually, his um his Vihander is actually left at his gravesite as well, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, that's he did leave that there. His tombstone. Yep. Awesome. Um, Ranger, what was the roll? Uh, for animal handling, twenty-two. Oh, perfect. Awesome. Uh, yeah, you're able to bring it down. No problem. Uh, you you can see that, you know, basically the town is like one big, long, like stretch uh, with that kind of like, you know, uh, you know, kind of courtyard area in the center uh, where, you know, where kind of there's like businesses around it. Um, and so you're uh, you bring this down like kind of towards the edge of town and uh, gets bring it honestly, bring it into a slow trot as your uh, as your. You land this thing uh, beautifully. I think that there's a lot of people that are like, you hear a lot of like gasps and surprise um, as uh, they see you kind of like burst through the bubble and you hear like a kind of like a boom noise as you uh, as you pass through it. Um, and it immediately becomes like warm, like right away. It's just like a comfortable radiating warmth. Um, and uh, yeah, like I said, you bring it down to a, uh, a comfortable trot as you uh, kind of come to a stop uh, right, right in the middle of town, right where you... Uh, knocked over that uh, that gentleman's wall that one time uh right in front of the uh the tavern did he, uh the did he fix it yet oh yeah so there it, now you actually see um in the center of town you can see that it wasn't actually a wall that they were building it seems like it is a uh, a pretty actually beautiful looking fountain um that is uh you can see that now has been erected um and uh you can see that it's not finished yet and the water is not flowing out of it yet but the the basis uh for the base for the fountain is there it looks like it's gonna be like a two-tier fountain um and you can see that kind of like around it uh there seem to be like still wrapped up but you see uh different um statues of the old gods um you see one of like arathis and like some of the other ones like i think maybe the arathis one is like missing a head and one of its arms is broken off uh but you see these like different uh statues that are kind of arranged around it and you can see these plinths and they look like they are uh going to be erected into the fountain itself um but yeah you guys are all basically have come to a stop outside of the uh uh, the world's uh, the world's edge tavern. Uh, well, we're back. Where uh, 
Where to? Should we go check in with um the soul crystals or are we gonna I feel like we should probably Yeah, I mean get an update on how far along we are with the mapping of, of where the heart of AO might be, but yeah, ladies Iran might want to know how successful our little stint was. I don't think she really had too much. You barely get that conversation out before you see a uh, you hear like a heavy footfalls that are like, and you see a giant, giant red uh, dragonborn that is like, just stomping towards you, and go. You hear him say, "Where the hell have you three been?" Oh yeah, oh, the new wow. gods. Fucking Bog Green. Uh, there he is. You dick. You just like you join up and you get those cool. I bring you all those cool jackets and then you guys just leave. On did you some... see what we? Did you see what we did to him? Yeah. We all like turn around. Okay, I like that. That's awesome. It looks really good. Great. Doesn't help the fact I've been. I'm supposed to watch you guys try to keep you. You know, we're 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 doing stuff here and you guys just like go off on some mission or yep. something like that. Mm-hmm. I, you have any idea how many doors I checked? I was, I was like, and how many, you know how hard that is? I look behind every yeah, door oh, here. Oh, I know you, and I know you fucking hate doors, my friend. Uh, that's kind of just our thing. I mean, you kind of leave a lot. You nope. see him just like, like, just like close his eyes and just like snort and like flame shoots out both of his nostrils as he's sitting here like absolutely fuming. Like physical smoke is coming out of this dude's ears right now. To, to, to be fair, to be fair, when I signed up, nobody said I couldn't leave. That's true. It's not- we also, like, re-sparked a relic of Moradin. And also, I didn't sign up. That's besides the point. But we're here now, and um, we were just coming to tell you that we're back and to check in with Lady Zoran. And we got the milk. <laughs> you say the milk, and he looks at you like questioningly, like, "Okay, ladies are in. That's would like to speak with you. So that's that lines up great. Um, we still have a little bit of time while Dags is working on those those memories. To be honest, I'm a little bit concerned for them. I tried to go check on them recently, and they are." I don't think there's been much sleep that's been going on in there. It smells terrible. I didn't, I couldn't stay for long, to be honest. Um, sensitive nose, all that. But um, if you want to follow me, I know you just got in. Uh, if you want to like drop your crap off or whatever, but uh, we can, um, we can, uh, we can go on, you know, over and talk to ladies around. I don't want to leave her waiting anymore. She wanted to talk to you about two days ago. So. Well, you, I mean, you, you guys go on Balkering. I'm going to make sure that we get our cut. In a, in a girl's squared away for a moment. I'll catch up. Sa- sounds good. Makes sense. Okay. Um, awesome. Uh, yeah, you... Um, so, uh, Glenn and uh, Cosmo, you uh, you follow Bakarin, and he leads you over to... Uh, towards Lady Zoran's, uh, you know, you know, her, they're essentially their big war building essentially they're 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 kind of like the main building in this uh this complex made out of uh wood and covered in like you know old god statues um rangram i know you have some plans um one thing you do notice 
it looks like the Hell's Bells uh, Forge is like in full, like it, there is just like sparks and everything coming out of that place. Like it is, uh, you can hear just like the noise of like massive amounts of forging that are coming out of there. Um, but yeah, what do you want to do? Um, totally honest with you. That was absolutely a card I was going to pull at some point. But Seems right now I was not trying to split the party for that one. Totally. That's fine. Uh, you can, I, I mean, you just know that that's going on. Um, and it, it's, it's, you know, it's the middle of the day. So you have time. Um, but yeah. Uh, You're not wrong. My, uh, to put it, my schemes are not fully realized. <laughs> I love it. You were going to no let me just go off like that, but uh, okay. Okay, uh, so you're just basically storing the cart, making sure the girls are are safe, and then you're going to follow them over to Lady Zaranz? Perfect. Yep, you're not wrong with my intentions, but that was absolutely just a small bit of RP to move everything forward. No worries. Uh, I, I'll just say that you can tell that, I mean, it doesn't seem like it's going to be stopping anytime soon, but uh, for whatever reason, that forge is in like double time, more than you've seen it since you've been there. Um, so there's, there's a lot of things being created right now. Um, but yeah, so uh, uh, let's just, let's just, uh, well, anyway, uh, Cosmo, Glenn, uh, you follow Bakarin over. He walks you through the front doors, walks you through, um, and you can see that Lady Zoran is uh, standing by herself um, around the, uh, around the war table. And you can see that there are, um, you can tell that the, it's only been a few days, but you can tell that there are a couple more uh, pieces that have been added to the Revivifists uh, kind of uh, army pile, a couple of different war machines and things like that that have been added to their little, you know, this little essentially recreation of Sakal. Uh, and, uh, you know, and you can see that, you know, Goshir is being represented there. And uh, there are a little, a few, a few more like, you know, little risk pieces that have been added to this, uh, this uh, pile for the Revivifists. Uh, but yeah, what, you walk what in. The see, what do the new pieces look like? Uh, you can just see that there are a couple more, like essentially like human side, like style figures, like humanoid figures that probably represent a certain number of soldiers, um, as well as uh, a couple different like war machines, like ballistas and uh, hmm. catapults and okay. things of that nature. Uh, and you see a strange one that looks like some sort of like strange looking cannon that you don't know if it's like magical you don't know what it is but it looks like it's different it's not a ballista or a catapult it seems like it has some sort of like like a ship's cannon almost style um but you see uh ladies around she's uh she seems like she's deep in thought and you kind of like you're approaching her from uh she's she's her backs to you as you're coming into the room uh good afternoon ladies around uh here you've been looking for us and you see, uh, I think you enter the room first and like address Lady Zoran and then uh, Bakir and like falls in like right after you goes, <clears throat> yes, uh, Lady Zoran, I, I I was able to find them. They, um, oh, hey, Bakir, why did you get here? They were <laughs> <laughs> just, he just stops and just looks at you and then just like basically stares you down. Do you, uh, do you do anything? Uh, uh nope. Okay. I think Cosmo just, just looked... walks in in between them and it's just like, oh, hey, what's going on, guys? <laughs> Lady Zoran turns to you uh, as as Bakarin is just kind of grumbling under his breath, like, just no respect, no respect at all. I can't, can't do anything with these guys. And then we're, um, we're just kidding. Bakarin was uh, quick to find us as we had just landed and brought us right over. He was very expeditious and, you know, he wanted us to 
make sure we're not wasting any of your your time in the war council. Oh, yeah, definitely deserves a raise. Um, Maybe a day yeah. off. Uh, Lady Zoran uh, turns to you, kind of giving a, a you see a little smirk uh, on her face. I think today she's wearing like a, um, hmm, I think like a gold, uh, a gold, a dress that's actually like, I think half, uh, half black and half uh, gold, like straight down it. But it's like, a, again, like a very like elegant looking dress with like a high collar that's coming up on the backside. And she has like um, this like intricate uh, platinum, like, tiara style crown that is representing uh the five heads of of tiamat um that she's wearing above her head um and again she's a uh like a pearlescent uh dragonborn like a uh, like a multicolored dragonborn um almost like spots of color that are on her face uh, uh representing all the five colors of tiamat and she turns to you and with that kind of a smile and goes uh yes i think that it would probably uh behoove Bakarin to maybe have a day off from time to time. Unfortunately, the ones that I've offered them, they don't seem to take them. But maybe eventually, maybe once this, uh, once our job here is done. Um, and I think at this point, Rangrim, you're probably uh, walking into the room and uh, you, you're walking up behind all of them. Um, and you can overhear ladies around saying this as well. But um, hey, Bakarin, uh, where did you get here? He just, just like, just kind of walks away from the door, is grumbling, and goes and sits down. Uh, go, goes walks over to the other side of the table, and is just like sits down in a chair, and is just like arms crossed, uh, absolutely, uh, you know, kind of pouting in the corner. I think like Bakarin's so big though, and so like shredded that he's got the thing where his arms are like crossed, but they're not all the way because he's so like, yeah, he's high. Yeah, a big guy uh, just resting on his like giant pectorals and he's like sitting in this chair that like absolutely creaks as he sets down and even though it's like stir like a sturdy wood chair. Um, Rangroom tosses like a wink at him. Like <laughs> Rangroom, so he knows Rangroom's talking with him. Yeah, absolutely. He he looks over at you and um, and then just like, he, he, I think he softens a tiny amount, but he's still, he's still a grumpy. Um, but uh, Lady Zoran, who kind of, um, who gives another wry smile, uh, goes shut the door behind you we have uh we have plenty to discuss i'm i'm curious uh it seems that you've been making yourselves busy in the in the meantime while we are deciphering those those memories of great imports um do you mind if i ask where you've been uh well yeah i mean no i don't mind we've been chasing down a lead if you will um, to try and, uh, find some support in our efforts against, uh, our enemy that, uh, we've been handling. Um, she looks very, like, she looks, um, you know, pleasantly surprised, uh, by this, like, kind of trying to, like, the fact that you were trying to rally troops to their cause, uh, so quickly after joining them. Um, and she kind of, uh, you know, looks at you and goes, and were you successful in your attempt? Well, no, um, fortunately. And um, I suppose now is as bad of time as, as any to uh, inform you that unfortunately in our ventures, we, we lost Bryn. She, um, she looks at you and um, she's like counting, like kind of adding it up now and, 
Frindia. The Warforge. I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. I, I only knew them shortly, but it seems as though they were, you know, an important companion to you. I, unfortunately, I've seen many a friend and companion that's fallen in, in, you know, in aid of the cause. I hope that it wasn't directly due to any of our initiatives or the the initiative to bring this, you know, to rally these these new aids to our cause that they fell. I I'm I'm sorry to hear it. No, they uh fell to um a black dragon of sorts. Um they they look like a little bit surprised and a black dragon, you say. Dragons aren't incredibly common in Sakal. Was this I can't imagine this was a chance encounter with such an intelligent beast. No, uh i maybe I haven't. I feel like I tell all the important people that we meet, but um remember that beast we mentioned, Chakar? Yes, yes. Well, he now carries the form of a black dragon. Uh potentially likely the form of black worm. She uh, kind of like, I think that like her, she, she doesn't look at you puzzled for even a second. I think that this is a person who is very, very interested in dragons and uh, the, you know, the knowledge of the, the kind of like ancient ones that are, you know, part of the lore of this continent uh, would be something that they would know right off the bat. And, uh, I think that the like the confusion that you see come over her face is not in not understanding who that is or what that is, but the confusion that this thing is still alive or that you encountered it. And now I understand that black dragons are not incredibly common. What leads you to believe that this creature was one of the fabled ancestral dragons of this continent? Uh, he kind of. Cosmo turns to Glenn and is just like, how do I make this story really short and make sense? Short, doable. Make sense <laughs> and short? Probably well, not. So, um, right. So, f- our journey forever has been to fight this Chakar creature and to, um, absolve an evil that is trying to find the heart of Ao, right? That is ultimately how we landed here with the Revivifists, right? Well, um, we thought that we could go and recruit Goldbreak, the dragon, to our cause. Not the uh, city. Not Fuck the, the city, guys. the dragon. The dragon. I see. Yes, yes. it is. Right. Quite that, quite a confusing. Agreed. Yes, I've run into that confusion a moment, a time or two. Um, and in our efforts to find Goldbreak, we actually encountered the undead forms of... Um, Bronze Guard and Silverstream. Yeah. Their bodies had been undead and fused together into a two-headed dragon and we had to um kill the dragon 
And after uh, our friend here summoned um, an incredible power to quickly kill them, they told us in their escaping souls in last minutes that uh, all of the corruption and the chaos that has been that had created the monstrosity that they were was helmed by the dragon gold break. You see Lady Zoran, like you've not seen her taken off guard very much since you've since you've met her. Uh, and you see her kind of like steady herself on the table for just a second and it's subtle. But I think that with the high insight of this crew, uh, I think you pick up on it like this is a this is an incredibly alarming news and like in her wildest dreams wouldn't have expected you to dress drop the all four of the dragons from, you know, the, the kind of ancestral families of Sakal. Um, these are myths and legends and lore, things that you don't, in, you know, encounter in real life. And even someone who is so tapped into that, like Lady Zoran, who's trying to bring back, you know, Tiamat and the rest of the gods. Um, it, like, this is still like, just, I mean, it's it's wild. It's, it's wild information. And I think that uh, you see Lady Zoran just like, her eyes widen for a second as she steadies herself on the table and goes, that is quite a lot of information, too. It'll take me some time to process this. I don't know if it directly affects us much other than well, knowing that these beasts are out there. So my understanding, if you're, you're making yourselves clear, that standing between us and the heart of Ao is not only the ancient dragon Blackworm, but also potentially the gold dragon gold break themselves in whatever form they may be. Yep. That's why <laughs> I'm telling you. Not really potentially kind of. Definitely. Canonically. So um, we lost our cart. We lost our friend. And um we kind of had to come back looking for help because oh, we don't... Our only hope is, is that whatever comes out of that soul gem points us to the next point of location for the Heart of Ao and that we hopefully find it before, uh, before they do. I see. Yes, this does move up our timetable quite a bit. And you see, uh, you see Lady Saran who uh, kind of like lifts her hand back off the table and um, you see her pick up these, uh, you see off to the side, you see these kind of like, they're like obsidian, uh, like stone circles, discs that are just like sitting in a stack off to the side of the table. And as you're looking around, you see them on, on the table as well, but you see that they are like, they're basically, the, they look at the bases that the figures themselves uh, that are representing, you know, the armies are standing on. And you see her uh, reach out and pick up one of these discs, uh, I think actually two of them. Uh, and you see her hold them in her hand, palm up and goes, it seems that we've gained a couple new adversaries. And you see uh, her hand glow white and you, uh, almost like a 3D print, you see a black dragon appear on top of one of the discs and a gold dragon oh. appear on the other and she Please. sets them down uh over near the the like the representative city of Goldbreak um with the uh with the other army uh with the empire's army and uh she goes 
Now, it will not surprise you that in the time you've been gone, the short time you've been gone, we've, we've begun to kind of turn up the volume of our production. You may have noticed that the forge is in, uh, well, just say, you know, the fires are, are high today and they have been for days. We are in the final preparations to make sure that whatever may be coming, you know, whatever plan we may have to enact based on the information that we glean from the, from the memories, that we are as prepared as we possibly can be. So now I ask, do you have any other information that might be able to help us come up with a, a plan, something that we can do to, we must begin to set up our final preparations for how we want to approach this. Well, and I, with this information you've been able to give me, had you not brought this information to us, we would have been potentially going into a situation that we would not have been able to be prepared for. We have a decent amount of anti-dragon anti equipment, uh, not specifically so, but ballistas and other things that can attack creatures in the air. But we do now have a bit of time to add to that, that repertoire. So what do you think? What do what? you think the your plan of attack is here? Or should we wait for the the memories? Well, um, I think the way we all have kind of seen it is um, we have two options. We either try to get to the heart of AO before they do, or we go to Goldbreak the city and try and draw them out into combat. Um, I think that um, if our decision is the latter, that there should be some form of uh, uh, diversion, if you will. An army that draws the dragon in order to deflect it away so that others can do a secondary... Uh, mission but i am not a uh commander or i know nothing of armies or the like and um know nothing of the the power or army size that is gold break to even know if that's an option but um or those memories tell us where the heart of ao could be and we try to go and find it before they do, while also hopefully trying to draw some attention elsewhere. Um, I think yeah. I think the opportunity of going after the heart of AO is entirely dependent upon where it is. If it's this side of the barricade, we target AO. If it's south of the barricades, I mean, all your weapon manufacturing is great, but we're not going to be able to move that through Empire territory without massive casualties. Unless you have if, a way of moving it uh, instantaneously? Stealthily, yeah. Uh, we were thinking if we use the Heart of Ao as bait, we know Goldbreak the Dragon, this is what they're after. 
they want to make something in their their image, their their design, then we know they're going to want to come after the heart of AO. So once we have in our hands, we could set up in in the wastelands that we just flew over, and we could set a trap. But I'm confident once a power source of that size is uncovered, anyone and everyone that's looking for it's going to immediately know about it, and it'll be kind of a race to the finish. It just sort of depends where that finish might be. Alternatively, as Cosmo mentioned, we could go into the city. Uh, but even if we were to delve into the deepest elements of the palace, there's or there's no guarantee that that's one where Goldbreak the Dragon is, and two, there's no guarantee that us breaking in will accomplish much of anything. There is one other player in all this that I feel like is worth sharing. Um, there is a long-standing puppet master, at least within the Zephyrian Empire, and as far as I know, they were making moves towards Sakal as of about 200 years ago. Uh, I don't want to offend the Dragonborn company present, but more of a Dragonborn lizard folk, very gaunt, pale, black, ashen scales, kind of a insidious snout. Never really got to see much of their face, but they were uh, heavily involved in some of the, the scheming that befell a good portion of Zephyr, and there was intentions of, of making their footprints a call. And personally, I think they might be the puppet master behind whatever is either controlling Goldbreak or at least convincing Goldbreak, both City and Dragon, uh, as to what they're supposed to be doing. Does anybody like that ring any bells among your network of spies or any intel you've received? It kind of strikes me as an individual where if someone gains intel on them, they're probably already dead. You see, um, you see a slight uh, look of. Um, actually, roll me an inside check. You see a roll me an inside check. Uh, <laughs> nine. Okay. Uh, you yeah. You you don't really see much. Um, you you see just a uh, you know kind of a look that is hard to discern on uh, Lady Zoran's face, and um, she turns to you and. I, that is, that is interesting. I will admit that there have been whispers of a controlling hand in the continent to our east for some time. What exactly that is and what exactly the extent of that is that's beyond my information. But if in some way the controlling hand of Goldbreak is also pulling strings there as well as far back as 200 years ago, that might mean that there may be more, and you may know this continent more, you know this continent more than I do as far as the fear goes, but we might be 
there might be some unintended allies coming to the empire's uh, aid, if that is the case. And that would be quite unfortunate for us because they would be coming from our back. And that would not be something that I would enjoy. We have lookouts placed uh, watching the, the eastern side, trying to see if there are any ships that are coming from that direction to see if the Empire would try to kind of circumvent us. And there's been nothing as of late. But that is not say to say that there isn't anything coming ever. As for the plans, I think that... I didn't get that. Could you try again? <laughs> Thank Ladies, you, Ron, are you okay? Uh, yeah, Siri, Siri really wanted to, really wanted to uh, weigh in there. Um, I, uh, I think that there will be plenty of time for us to come up with some more finalized details. I do see that going after the heart of AO is one option and a full frontal assault uh, on the Empire to try to try to breach the capital will be, though we have a larger force than the Empire currently, there would be still an incredible amount of casualties to pass through to march south. Maybe it is worth looking into alternative ways that we could cover the distance uh, with a within a shorter period and take them by surprise. But either way, I think that there's many, there's much more to discuss. Um, and as as Lady Zoran is um, is kind of setting these these two dragons down on the table, like kind of like pull, like pointing, like poking at these two dragons that are on the table, uh, kind of uh, ambiently as she's kind of thinking through this. Um, you hear a uh, a stumbling uh, coming in through the front doors, um, and like I think you just you hear like a, a hobbling footsteps um, as the door back behind you. Uh, bursts open and you see an incredible, incredibly disheveled and incredibly like not only does this disheveled figure wander into the room, but also like a horrifying stench comes along with them as you see the uh, the arcanist Dags, who is just like their beard is like just dirty and like they are just like their eyes are wild behind their spectacles and they just kind of wander into the room like not even looking directly at you, kind of looking like off to the side. He goes, we did it. <laughs> we found it. And uh, he just kind of like pulls out this map, this crumpled map of Sakal that's like ripped and torn and like covered in dirt. And you see, aside from all these massive marks all over it, you see a huge red X that is scrawled haphazardly into the center of the map. And that is where we're going to leave the session. Oh, 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 down perception oh, check. Where is it? Every time. Thank you for listening to the Almost Heroes and their mostly 5th edition D&D adventures. We post new podcast episodes every Monday, and you can catch us live on Twitch every Tuesday at 7 p.m. PST at twitch.tv slash bangerangbobby. See you there.